0: I, I forget that happens every time. We got every the, time we got the AI. Assi- oh, you, we mentioned we had the AI assistant.
1: Exactly. We we've, uh, we've been working on our technology yeah. this season.
0: We, this is we teamed up with um, Meta, and now <laughs> we're in the Metaverse. Alex
1: and Koku in the Metaverse. We're the
0: first podcast in the Metaverse sponsored by yeah. Meta. Um, Thanks, Mark. We, thank you, Mark. Um, he's he's on, but he's not talking right now. He has. To get an oil change, because you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's over. it's weird, man. He's been he's been asking us to do some weird stuff, y'all. Like, yeah,
0: he's been like, I saw him eat quarters once, just like a handful of quarters, <laughs> and <laughs> he was chomping down too. Yeah, no, no seasoning. Sunf- you, no seasoning. You th- look, if they were like barbecue flavored quarters. I could under I could understand. oh this like those sandwich.
1: uh those honey barbecue Fritos. oh
0: sunflower seeds.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That's the, that's the mixture like
1: taste the washington.
0: <laughs> Yo, this is the Alexa Koku podcast. We are back, back with another episode. Um what episode that is? <laughs> it's uh I just looked. It is
1: episode 29. 29. Nice. We're in our late Yo, 20s. I know. We're we're doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, Adele just released 30. Oh, damn.
0: So Let's just call it episode, episode 30. Let's just call it episode 30 so we can be <laughs> on <our> brand. <laughs> Let's just do it because that's a monumental yeah, well, moment.
1: It's it's big. What it's was the last
0: deal. Adele album? 24? Last 23? One was 25. 25. Whew. Yeah. It's been it's been
1: a few years.
0: How long do you think she's gonna do the number thing? I
1: feel like she's gotta stick to it.
0: Yeah, what is up with british people like because ed sheeran has like the minus the equals oh the...
1: yeah he was doing the math yeah, what, symbols what, what,
0: what's going on did, that's did, actually did, crazy the british you people just find about out him, about yeah. math <laughs> they just... i was just
1: bumping some ed sheeran the other day i oh,
0: was really on purpose yeah,
1: yeah i was listening <laughs> to uh that damn oh man what is that the i gotta look back the Uh-oh. plus album his first okay album.
0: okay yeah yeah damn so good it's good what was that what's the the radio hit on that album
1: uh he had a team on there but uh he also had a uh, lego house oh
0: damn that's not what i'm thinking this one about. has some hits what's the song that i'm thinking of that was like the, the big hit i don't know it wasn't shape of you it was like the other song like
1: oh what do you see you might be talking about uh that x album
0: yeah i think i was talking about, i think we had
1: he had don't on there and then he had that thinking out loud remix. Dumb.
0: thinking out loud. That was that was
1: that was big. That was big.
0: That's what um thinking out loud, but I gotta cut a cut right now. had that Wayne verse on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Ed and Ed and Wayne, they need to link more.
0: Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Ed Sheeran, even though he's he get, he catches a lot of flack. Yeah, Zach Fox just yeah ate that boy up. Ate it, and that that was an Alchemist beat too, <laughs> which is even worse. Like you got Damn. a fire beat, you got a fire line. But I heard yeah. Ed Sheeran. He's been with like the the grime hip hop scene for a while. Like ever since he came up, like he's been showing love to him. They've been showing love back. Like he 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 bigs yeah. up them.
1: I feel like he's an easy he's an easy target. Oh, for sure. He's like Creed or Nickelback. Yeah, but like he's like he's talented he's he has talent it's fine yeah he's
0: a, he he's doesn't doesn't hurt for everybody but who is you know damn true true and- but do you know what i want to know he's not for everybody but who is so why don't you let me know who is for you by telling me the songs you've been listening to for these past couple wow. months, these past couple weeks, i of them to But you've been spinning, Alex. Yo, you've been practicing your transitions. I've been trying. I've been trying. Oh my god. I slipped. I, on, I slipped on the first part, but I caught myself. Oh my,
1: yo, I am astonished. <laughs> your behavior. Oh man. What have I been listening to? It's been a minute, y'all. It's been we a uh man, the funny thing about this podcast and i appreciate y'all you know always being patient with us and showing love going back and listening Mm -hmm. to the the old episodes but uh you know this is a this is a podcast where you know it it ebbs and flows with the with the flows of life Mm. and you know appreciate y'all letting us hop in when we can yeah take some time away when we Mm -hmm. need to but uh you know always showing the love so we're
0: we're the stepfathers of podcasting we come in yeah we're
1: we're not you know we're the fathers that stepped up
0: yeah we're the fathers that stepped up
1: for the audio game (laughs) because we heard we heard the streets needed us Mm -hmm. but uh what have i been listening to it's it's been a minute so um you know i feel like there was a lot a whole lot the drops. Um, but let's see, we talked about Zach Fox, um, mentioned his name, his album, shut the fuck up. Talking to me (laughs) is, uh, is fantastic. I was actually with, uh, was with a few friends last night and, uh, shout out, shout out to the homie, the homie Nate. And he was saying that, you know, his parents, like him and his parents, I guess they like, they share a Spotify account and like they had you know heard um they like the spotify had, like come on in the car and like they couldn't control yeah like what it come on and zach fox this album Ooh. like started playing through the speakers Ooh. and they were appalled it was yeah. one of the funniest things obviously i
0: would be shocked so they had spotify playing but then he played a Zach Fox song and it took over. It started playing. Because they shared their account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Terrible.
1: Yeah. So, you know, word to the wise. Don't uh, you know, get get separate accounts. Get yeah, separate accounts. You know, get the family plan. Yeah.
0: Get the family yeah. plan.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Watch your lines. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that Zach Fox album is uh he's super dope. I think like he is one of the he's one of the funniest people to follow on Twitter and just social media in general, but mm-hmm. he's also somebody who I feel like just politically and like perspective wise, he has like, he's, he's, he's pretty grounded and like mm-hmm. kind of listens to, you know, listens to some solid voices. And so he's always like, I feel like he's always good for a good, like a good bar too around just like, you know, politics and how to see the world. So for sure. Shout out to Zach Fox. Um, also, you know, we'll we'll probably get to this at some point. But uh, Taylor Swift re-released Red. If you haven't, go back listen to the Taylor Swift episode that we did. Uh, we talked about Red. We talked about Folklore. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, re-released Red with a ten-minute version of All Too Well, which is kind of like her like magnum opus. So mm-hmm. uh, people have been uh people have been losing their minds a lot of tears um jake gyllenhaal is not safe right now because um, that song yeah is, it is very uh very much about their relationship and you know uh how she felt wronged in that relationship and so yeah it uh that man jake they were not, not, there's some I'll screenshots
0: say, of people like it's like I want you to die. Then he replied, like, why? Yeah. Like, oh my bad. <laughs> like, yo.
1: Yeah. Nah, I mean, it's one thing. I I I tweeted this. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even know what show it's from, but there's that clip where that girl's like, you know, I I had two abortions and she's like super emotional. And then there's a girl, and the, the like girl was talking to him is like, oh, you had two abortions, like what? And is this girl in the back who's like damn double homicide and she turns around and she's like bitch (laughs) but that was like (laughs) elizabeth and i were talking about it and we're like yo first taylor swift came through with all too well just the standard version Mm -hmm. and killed this man but then then to come back around with a 10 minute version And to kill this man again, just full boot to the throat is like,
0: yo, that's double homicide. Wait, so this 10-minute version, was this recorded in the past or is this recorded now?
1: So this was recorded. So I think like, I don't know, like timeline of kind of when she Mm -hmm. wrote it. I know she did record a version when they were doing like. Uh, I forget the name of them. They're kind of like these, like, the, they're like the long pond, like studio sessions. So she had like did this around like folklore, where like her, Aaron Dresner, um, Jack, uh, forgetting his name from Bleachers, um, Jack Antonoff, they like kind of all went, like her and like this band mm-hmm. had like gone out to like this pond. I think it's in like New York or something and like recorded folklore. Mm -hmm. And then they had done, like, kind of like a more, they, like, did this, like, video version for, like, Disney Plus and called it, like, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. And then uh, Taylor Swift actually released, like, another version of the song that was, like, recorded, like, during those sessions. It was, like, Mm -hmm. it was the 10-minute version, just, like, another kind of more, like, stripped-down version of it. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if, like, it was written as, like, part of that like while they were doing all that but um yeah she she came through with some like some some new verses there's a few different like different musical arrangements on there but it's solid i I love that song okay and the 10-minute version definitely exceeded all expectations so Um,
0: when did the original version come out
1: that would have come out that would have been like 2013 oh wow or, yeah, it would have it would have been, yeah, right, I think like right around like 2012, 2013, okay. um, out on red. And you know, people always talk about like the bridge on that song is like so, it's just iconic. It's like just a like perfect like Taylor Swift bridge. And so like kind of hearing it in the context of like this ten minute version, you get like several bridges during this mm-hmm. song that are just like, all super good like lyrically it's super poignant um and then lastly i'm gonna just give a quick shout out to we always love to you know show love to the homies that make music mm-hmm. so um the homie jt julius tunstall uh mm-hmm. he did some production on a track called don't forget your manners by mm-hmm. Anna Lee beck and that song like i played it in the whip uh and just like had it on repeat probably for like 20 minutes straight just because like it's such a good like melodically so great but like you can just hear as like i kind of hear like jt progress as a producer Mm -hmm. like you get to start to see like some of those signature notes that like some of your favorite producers start to have on tracks where Mm -hmm. you're like oh like i can tell they made that um which is super fun so that track is great don't forget your manners and then the homie taylor block releases song like a dream um has like dope like music video with it. Um yeah, the homies, the homies are killing it. I'm Always proud of it. them
0: Always glad they out it. here. Love those guys. Love those friends and family so, of the podcast. Yeah, man. Y- how about y'all know how about y'all, you? Y'all know y'all welcomed on anytime. Of course. Shout out to JT. Shout out to Taylor. But of for course. me, last time we recorded, it's been a while. Um so a lot of things have dropped. Um Mick Jenkins dropped the elephant in the room. Really dope project. Always excited when he drops, always has thought-provoking lyrics, very dense, dense word schemes. Like yeah. this he has like one of the best pens in hip hop right now. Cause he's dope. The, way, the yeah. way he can just form such abstract thoughts into like one singular bar. It's absolutely amazing. Like he will talk yeah. about like a computer like a computer mouse and somehow related to um um uh, like I don't know the mood I don't know this man is clever he's very clever (laughs) he's very
1: clever he's such a good writer
0: such a good writer I'm excited to hear more from him um Porches this band I like um talked about it before with Carter actually when he was back on the um back when we had him and Hunter on
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: Yeah, Great very episode. dope. They dropped a project. I think it's just one guy, actually. But but he performs, he performs as a band. But they dropped um, All Day, Gentle Hold. Very dope. Definitely rock inspired, but has some nice, chill vibes as well. Um, More recently, my boy Earl just dropped a track the other day, 2010. Geez. So good. An- another person that. who pen skills transcend hip-hop and it's like more of like a uh, spoken word but not in like some type of not in like a corny way way. not in like corny at all but he just just raps with just so much force on his track and the production's so wild um by this dude black noise who's like part of like this the underground scene really dope really fire um then to shout out some local homies bryce burke he just dropped um, the Burgundy album. And my this is, it's truly amazing. It's so good. Like Bryce, I'm, I'm gonna tell a quick story. I know I may have Please. told this before, but when I first started getting into like the Columbus hip hop scene, it was like 2016. And I remember I was walking to work one day. I worked at a retail store for a while. And this girl I went to class with, she was in there with her boyfriend and her boyfriend is Devin um, Summers. Shout out Devin Summers, yeah, another dope yeah, artist. Shout out. And you're like, yo, we got a show tonight. You want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. I've been trying to like, you know, get to know the scene more, try to get into music. So let me see how this how this turns out. Right. They, they had a show at the Donatos on High Street on campus. This basement where they have a platform for a stage and like a bar for drinks, all this stuff. I saw everyone perform. Devin was great. This dude named Biz. Shout out to Biz. Amazing. Then Bryce came on, and he has a DJ. Um, DJ Nas, he goes by Love Dragon Five Thousand. Um, okay, but he's a great DJ, super smooth. Bryce got unperformed. performed. This man is commanded every single person in Ooh. that venue because he has that energy. Very
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah. Like he
0: could just grab you in. Super dope bars, super smooth flow. His voice is amazing. Like when he raps, like he's truly one of my favorite artists. Like, like That's I. What's up. Uh, he came into this like man i, I don't it's weird like try to like talk to someone like like you like you personally know but like, i'm yeah. truly like a fan of his like make some dope stuff so yeah shout, shout out, out to bryce the burgundy album um oh one more shout out i always shout out joey um um he's on tour right now with in love he's going to five different cities he's in chicago right now but if you haven't checked out in love check him right now because them boys are making moves
1: hell yeah yes i love it i love it well trying to think man i mean
0: (laughs) where do we go after this
1: (laughs) i know i know there's so many things so many things to talk about um also forgot to say uh dijon's album is Mm. crazy um really (laughs) solid project uh very much like a you know, I think could be likened to Frank Ocean-esque, but also just like plays with a wide range of different sounds and just different ways that he uses his voice. Um, and so New Dijon album is really solid. But I think like, I know we were, we've been texting back and forth about this, I feel like all week, uh-huh. but we got a Kanye West drink champs (laughs) interview uh man you all probably know drink champs is being hosted by nori Mm -hmm. um you know of uh you know she's showing showing feet in racial chat rooms fame (laughs) um and yes we got this kanye west drink champs interview that sets the internet ablaze. It
0: is over two hours. Wait. Hoku. I just noticed there's two parts. It's another hour and a half. Wait. Really? There's another hour. I didn't watch a second. I was like, oh, I need a break. because.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it wasn't like a. It didn't feel too, too bad to get through. Like you can put it on while you work and like still like right, right. not feel like it's overly done. But there's another hour and a half left. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so, God we're just gonna be focused on part one this yeah this, yeah yeah this podcast yeah.
1: episode oh my god i didn't need to know
0: that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's
1: wild Well yeah. Uh, what uh give me your give me your give me your reactions your your first thoughts first while, takes. while listening to
0: it first takes like the first 30 minutes i was just constantly rolling my eyes because i don't know what kanye's obsession is with trying to be canceled or like like begging people to cancel him. And it seems like that's a common trait amongst other performers and artists. Like in this last year, like they're like begging, oh, they're going to love, they're going to love this. They're going to cancel me for this. Yeah. So they yeah. purposely say things like that they know is going to, I don't know if they believe in it or they just want to spew it out. Right. Like yeah. when he was talking was about- like
1: stirring the pot.
0: Just stirring the pot for no reason. I think he mentioned about something that made me really sick. Like when he was talking about the Me Too movement, and he was like, yeah. "Oh, there's there's women out there who are really getting pulled, pulled in the corners and pulled in alleyways and stuff. And like, like you're gonna say that's not me? T- like, this saying, like trying to equate, yeah, like maybe false some like it's
1: just false equivalence.
0: False equivalence. I was like, come on, Kanye. Like, yeah, like both of these are terrible, terrible acts, and right. you can't like put these together. Like, they're terrible right. in their own way. Like, right. That that really made me like put a put a sour taste in my mouth." i first started yeah and he goes throughout the interview and i think some notable moments of course is when he talks about big sean being the worst thing he's ever done oh um, god nori constantly showing kanye love for everything he says <laughs> everything like it was like a mind-blowing
1: oh my god concept um he was like, talk. "Yo, we got we got to keep the interview going. We got to keep the interview going." But I, I know you're saying some genius stuff right now, so so hey, I'm gonna just let you keep talking.
0: <laughs> Nori was hot. Nori was wet in that interview. Yo, he was so moist. <laughs> he was wet. He could He's have believed sopping. himself. Um. <laughs> uh. I think another notable thing was him talking about common. Well, one thing that stood out to me when they have a segment on the show where they have two choices. You pick yeah. one. If you pick both, you have to drink. Or if you pick neither, you have to drink. So one of the questions was Common or, or um or Talib Talib Kwali. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And he chose Common. He's like, oh, everyone's gonna choose Common. I'm a little biased because I love Common, so I might have chose Common in the same situation. But Taleb Kwali, like, kind of has been saying, like, oh, like, this is one of my favorite rappers. Like, he helped me put it yeah, on yeah. at the end of, um last call, he's like, like, the way he says I'm so thankful for Taleb Kuali, a lot of the stuff he's saying it sounded like he was very, he was being very petty because Teleb, of course, spoke against him when he was running for um, his political campaign. Yeah. So I feel like the only reason he said that was like, like, oh man, they're not my friends, so like, I'm attacking these people now. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, he came at, came at John Legend as well, really mm-hmm. hard. Um, <laughs> and Yeah, he was super upset with Kim's publicist, Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian's publicist. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was like, and granted, like, Talib Kwalee's had, like, some really rough moments over the past year, specifically in the direction of Black women. Yeah. And uh, none of which is okay.
0: Yeah, no no uh, positive. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, nah, but it was, but it, was it was
1: very much like I think at one point he had said something about like not liking the way that Talib Kwali rapped. Yeah. And I was like, that's so that's so interesting. Yeah. Just like I mean, like, he,
0: he said like he never really liked how we like rap, right?
1: Yeah. It's just like I don't, yeah, the whole interview was honestly just uh like it felt like a mind fuck a lot of it (laughs) because it was like i don't really know that you kanye know what you're saying yeah like it felt very a lot of which a lot of a lot of the stuff with him feels reactionary Mm -hmm. um and you know it koku to your point like a lot of it feels very much like I'm just going to say like a lot of like Kanye was trying to frame up a lot of things in this sense of like, I hate like sub tweets and I hate people like Mm -hmm. not fully saying like what they mean and whatnot. But I think like what he actually ends up doing is kind of just like saying stuff for the reaction of it and to actually like make more of this like moment out of it. And then, you know, truly like a lot of what he's saying actually truly aligning with like actions that he's taken over the years Mm -hmm. um and that was like it was just kanye is such a complicated figure i think specifically for us who have been like fans of his music over the years and like uh you know and who kanye has like shaped a lot of the ways that we view music like even in that game where like kanye was choosing like one artist over the other a lot of the artists that he selected were because like they were the artists that like shaped the way that Mm -hmm. like he grew up with music so like that's a it's a it's a normal thing um but a lot of this interview just felt uh It felt very much in that vein of like what we're seeing right now with like Dave Chappelle or Michael Che, Mm -hmm. um, where it's like you you think that like disrespect is like the ultimate form of like kind of clout and (laughs) respect right now is like to, you know, to to have all these people against you somehow makes what you're saying feel more quote unquote like true yeah. or impactful mm-hmm. and when in reality it's like no you're just an asshole yeah like you're not like you were not a good merit uh like or a good steward of mm-hmm. your platform yes uh which is like i think tough to see is like a you know someone who has valued and appreciated his music. And like, you know, and even now it's a weird thing to like listen to Kanye because there's, you can't listen and be like, Oh, this dude, isn't a good song maker. Like Mm -hmm. he is a good song maker. Like he is somebody who like makes songs really well. He puts people in the right places where they need to be, to be able to like shine. Like there's so many like really solid features on Donda which is like a an extension of the fact that like kanye knows like he recognizes like talent regardless of how problematic some of those different people may be and there's some people who are on that album that absolutely shouldn't be because it's just violent overall Mm -hmm. but like to have some of the different like some of those different people, whether it be, like, Year foreign or, like, mm-hmm. you know, having that crew from Griselda on different tracks, like, they are right where they need to be for on sure. those tracks. And, like, they show up and, like, give exactly what they needed to give. Mm-hmm. Um, which has, like, always been the case with Kanye for the most part. Like, he has been able to, like, put people in the right positions to, like, make the moments that matter. But that also is, uh, you know, it's tough to reconcile with, like, even you know, the way that some of his perspectives, even like they seep in lyrically because he feels mm-hmm. like he needs to show up on a track. So you get something like Life of the Party where mm-hmm. you have like this beautiful masterpiece of an Andre 3000 verse. yeah, And then you have Kanye in the next breath just talking about like, oh, we gonna win and da, 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 And it's like, this doesn't align. Yeah, <laughs> like there is not, strange. these aren't on the same level right now. So it's very it was an interesting it was interesting watching that interview and just being like this, it felt it like it was upsetting. It felt sad at times just mm-hmm. as a, like a fan, <laughs> as somebody yeah. who has been impacted by his art, which is just seems to be kind of par for the course. And, you know, maybe <laughs> we need to learn at some
0: point. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, it's like, ah, it's tough. It's tough. Sometimes like, like, do I, do I jump ship now? Do I, do i just listen to his music but like you said a lot of that stuff seeps into his music which it always has like i think part of the draw is like you get so much from his personal life and his music and vice versa you have to take the whole package as is and when you do that you get a lot of uncomfortable things yeah so for sure when when you hear him talking in this interview and he's like name dropping he's talking about like who he's been with or like like what he likes to like what he believes, like he, he said, he still rocking that red hat. He, it's just, it's just so like, man, why? Yeah. And I feel why? like, the
1: I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but I've heard the critique of Kanye and I, I, I definitely agree with it is like when Kanye goes to those moments of name dropping, mm-hmm. like he is always name dropping just like these white men who he wants to be like, who he wants to be in the company of. And that's been such a like trajectory of his career has been like, I want to be in the rooms and in the spaces and peers with these like quote unquote iconic like white men, whether Mm. it be like Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. He drops a homeboy from amazon on there mm-hmm. a few times um
0: and Countless it's like, different the, like huge yeah. clothing labels and yeah exactly these. and
1: he's like yo the i want y'all to know like these are my peers these yeah. are my peers and it's like okay yeah also like your peers suck yeah <laughs> like <laughs> your your peers are like capitalist like violent people mm-hmm. so like okay like those can be your peers but also like the world has shifted in the ways that like, you know, some of us have come to understand who those like quote unquote peers are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just like, it isn't, it is a really like just Mm -hmm. weird thing to like witness and observe. And honestly, it's like at the end of the day, like, I don't know that man. Like, yeah, (laughs) he doesn't know us. Like it's, it's no shade off my back, but it's like, it is a, as somebody who has like listened to Kanye's music for a while, has like kind of felt like sort of witnessed different like evolutions of him as an artist, this is a really like weird one to swallow.
0: Yeah. The, the, and I, you said this before that when rappers reach a certain point of notoriety, they start to talk and rap about wealth and capitalism and yeah kanye is definitely at the point like just multiple times in an interview where he mentioned he's a billionaire and how he has more money than some of his peers he said he wanted and, to be
1: like a trillionaire yeah I'm like, like that yeah
0: oh, also the fact that he said he's he doesn't have a home like yes. I, who was i i think i was talking to might have been michaela about this shout out to Michaela. yeah i feel like it was when we,
1: when we were hanging out we were when we were
0: hanging out it. yeah but um like there's no way, and I, I like the idea where he says, Oh, we shouldn't have homes, should be able to, like, you know, share ideas and products and, and yeah, like, the living situations. In this,
1: like, community where we, yeah, like, yes,
0: very communal. But you're Kanye West, they're not giving you these things for free out of the goodness right. of the heart. They give it to right. you for free because you're goddamn Kanye West,
1: you're a celebrity, you're and a celebrity. Like, they, they benefit from you they, having
0: absolutely you walk into a hotel of course they're gonna give you a room if i walk into a hotel they're giving me a yeah what am i
1: gonna do for them my (laughs) post ain't gonna do all that shit i can
0: post on instagram but ain't (laughs) ain't nobody gonna see it
1: right it's like come on man like yeah that whole thing was so it was so bizarre i was like weird you and it's like even the whole like him talking about like this kind of this circular way of living. And he kind of talked about like uh, sort of like the the Jewish idea of like, I think it's like kibbutz mm-hmm. um, and was like, you know, even in that, like he's talking about this, but it's also like, yeah, you may want that, but also like you want to be the head of it. Like yeah. you want to be like the one who is worshiped mm-hmm. still in that like context. So it's like, yeah, Everybody else is like struggling and sharing shit under you, but like you still want to be the one who has like everything at the top. Exactly. (laughs) Which is like, that kind of defeats the purpose, bro.
0: Like a lot of his points, like, yeah, like I like the communal aspect of that. I like sharing. I love like uh, trade for a trade. I love like that communal aspect. But like, like you said, you want to be the top of it. You want to be the king. You want to be. You yeah. going to be the boss. It's, just, like, it's
1: like co-opting mm-hmm. these like anti-capitalist ideas for like yeah. capitalist gain.
0: Which is not what you like to see. He also no. mentioned, which I think we're gonna kind of transition to, that he wants to wrap over um that Drake beat, the uh, TSU? LSU. Uh,
1: yeah, TSU, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> In my mind, I was like of course of all beats see what i do yeah the it, joint with the, r, the uh the, the Join with
1: the R. the joint with <laughs> the r kelly sample of course
0: like of all things i was like why <laughs> i was like of course. i was i was like please please don't mention r. I was like i pray to god don't i pray i'm sure he was close bro. <laughs> it's probably in that part too it's probably... yeah yeah
1: yeah but
0: we we he mentioned that and then he posted a uh instagram video of yeah him requesting to perform a drake at a i'm not sure what venue but somewhere then a couple days later we see drake and kanye together
1: yeah we get the iconic photo of <laughs> drake in the middle we got kanye to the side of him and then we also have it, uncle man. Trigger man (laughs) Jay Prince with the 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 corded headphone just the one headphone the earbud just like in his ear just giving major old head like black barbershop vibes incredible
0: with the finger guns pointed at the camera yes
1: and we get the we got the video Mm -hmm. of Kanye and Drake just yelling ah
0: Which is I'm not gonna lie I got I got giddy I got I was like oh stop. yeah
1: here's I'm the not- here's the question here's the question I guess uh, do we feel like the beef was real
0: oh I I feel like the beef was real I've maybe not the beef between them yeah but the beef between <laughs> <laughs> King King Push. And Drake, I don't know if that'll ever be resolved. Yeah, but I, I, I think the beef between. No, what? I take it back. I think the beef between Drake and Kanye is real, because, like, when Kanye seemed mad when he inferred that Drake was talking about him in sickle mode, when he's like kind of like naming his, not naming his address, but like showing the path he'll take to his address and stuff. And things like that. And when he said, Oh, he insinuated he slept with my wife and stuff, things like that. So I think I think Kanye was genuinely mad. Drake might have been trying to troll Kanye, or Drake might have been mad at a point. Then I think um if anything was real, it's just the beef between Pusha and just Pusha and Young Money in general. I think that's just the realest beef there is. Yeah,
1: yeah. I so I've probably talked about it on the podcast before. Uh I am a big reality TV watcher. Mm-hmm. Um huge into The Real Housewives, a lot of the different series there. And the thing that I kept likening likening it to in my mind was a fight on Real Housewives mm-hmm. because it's like you have these like a lot of times, like these two, like extraordinarily wealthy people, yep. Uh, in the context of the housewives, it is usually like one of the castmates of the show. They'll, you know, maybe a dinner party or something. They'll get in this huge fight, yelling, talking about how like each one has kind of personally slighted each other, mm-hmm. and then, literally at the end of the dinner, they're hugging, <laughs> and they're like oh, uh, like, we always get at each other, but, like, we will always love one another. da 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 Like, this will always be my my girl. And I'm like, that is literally this is it. Drake and Kanye. This is it's it. It's like, and I think Kanye even alludes to it at some level during, like, the Drink Champs interview, where he's like, yeah, like, Drake is Drake is always going to be, like, one of those guys, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he is somebody who is just, like, Immensely talented at this point in their careers. Like who else is on kind of their level, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and so it's like a lot of the fight <laughs> just felt like rich people shit. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like, yeah, we're fighting about like whose pool is bigger and like yeah. directions to my house in Calabasas and yeah. da 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 da. And like who is talking shit about Chicks my rich over wife and like about to end my, you know, mm-hmm. taking food out of my kids' mouths and whatever. And it's like, at the end of this, like this is all like uh, everything that you're talking about is just premised in like fake shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's like, none of this is real. Like it may be very real and valid to you, but like none of this is real life for any of us. Mm. So it's like, even the thought of like the beef, you know, like there was no way I was ever gonna come to a point of like Biggie and Tupac levels For sure <laughs> which like on that in that context like yeah it did like impact kind of like yeah everyday people in the sense that like they're out in public <laughs> when mm-hmm. like shit is happening between like Biggie and Tupac that is like impacting you know like lethally impacting their lives it's like mm-hmm. none of us are hanging out in calabasas where kanye and drake are we don't like we can't get back to their houses or whatever we're not going to get through the gate so i don't know a lot of it like i think like you're you're spot on like mm-hmm. yeah it's a probably a valid fight to them yeah. but also it's like it's gonna be a lot easier for you to like hug and kiss up at the end of the night than like for sure <laughs>
0: for sure then
1: you're putting it on to be
0: um and speaking of this i just just saw this i think it's just announced about 30 minutes ago they're going to do that larry hoover concert the benefit concert in los okay. angeles december 9th Performance okay. by Yane drake huh um, so that should be should be that'll interesting be interesting yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'll be interesting we also uh we had the, um, I got to look, hold up. We got, What is it? We got the Take Care anniversary. Ooh, 10 um, years? Yeah. We had oh, 10 years. 10 I years. think it was 10 years. Yeah.
0: Right? Oh my God, it's 10 years. Yeah. We no, had, it can't be 10 years.
1: Let me check. I'm going to fact check us yeah 10 years since drake dropped take care uh take care
0: yo you know what made me mad (laughs) this is a a quick a quick side note that album dropped i was in algebra two and you know the the title song take care with um rihanna
1: yeah yeah
0: um at the end of it there's like like these tribal drums that come in and like a lot of chanting
1: yeah <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yes. Uh, 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 yeah.
0: This I remember I was sitting in class and this dude named Kylo was playing it. He takes out his headphones, looks back at me, and says, Hey yo coco, what did they say in this track? Oh uh, <laughs> the Audacity. The Audacity. I was like so I, I was <laughs> that's that's where my Drake hate started. <laughs> but but um that song um I found out a little bit ago. It's a. Uh, it's originally, I think Jamie XXX produced it. Okay, yeah. And it was a remix of a Gil Scott Heron song, and same, same beat, same chorus, same thing like that. But they just kind of redid it and made it their own, and like they definitely did it justice because, like, yeah, Gil Scott I mean, Heron is like it. one of the top tiers of music and poetry, and yeah, they they definitely for sure give it gave it its due, yeah
1: that uh so i i'm an avid listener of no skips with uh brandon jinx and Mm shea serrano um and they did take care as one of the kind of no skips albums that they were highlighting for one of their episodes and take care was i think jinx was like take care uh was like the one track that because they'll always choose like one track that they'll that they would skip mm-hmm. and he chose that one and he was like yeah mm-hmm. like, out of all the songs like that one feels like it like didn't fit the most um which i was like huh that's interesting because interesting. it is the title track yeah but it is like a uh i guess i can see where it kind of brings in some of that like kind of reggae Drake that he definitely like leaned into more <laughs> on like views and more life. But uh yeah, I, I was like, I just never uh it had never struck me as uh you know kind of a a track that like didn't fit within it. But yeah.
0: I think I think if I were to choose a skippable track for Take Care, because I do think Take Care is a just strong album, of course. Very, very well put together. I think hmm. <laughs> I have to say we'll be fine because I just don't want to hear Birdman. <laughs> that
1: was that was the uh that was another one. Thank
0: you <laughs> just because I don't want to hear Birdman.
1: Yeah. Another person was saying uh the buried alive interlude. Mm, really? With Kendrick Why? was one that felt like it did it.
0: Fit okay, I can see that.
1: Yeah, which I was like, yeah. Honestly, oh man, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I might get rid of the motto. Oh, okay, <laughs> which no, I'm th- like,
0: you know, I always thought is that a bonus track or is that it
1: bonus? might be a bonus. Okay, which I'm like, okay, that it lets me out easy, but yeah, they're like. I think I could definitely, I could definitely do it without will be fine. Um, and but I do think like the um, there was this question going around a thing like Genius had tweeted it, mm-hmm. um, like probably about a month or so ago, and they were talking about like, you know, what's the best like three track run yeah. on an album, or like what's your favorite three track run on an album, mm-hmm. and I'd like posted a Instagram story about and about it and like people were kind of sharing their answers. But the three-track run on Take Care of Lord knows cameras slash good ones go interlude and doing it wrong mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Like Lord mm-hmm. knows is that's, I think one of the strong like that song is Drake. that's top tier. Yeah, Drake. like that that song is incredible. It is also like I can't remember the order of the albums if like mm-hmm. Take Care came out before My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, or if it was the other way around. But like it is on par, I would say, with like Devil <sighs> in a New Dress, in terms of like Rick Ross coming on a track and just like. Being perfectly where he needs to be.
0: <clears throat> Rick Ross is perfectly where he needs to be, yes. But I don't I don't think it's a hard devil in the new dress. Devil in I, the new dress. I, I'm, devil, come hey, on now. Hey, hey, I'm just saying devil in the new dress. Yo. Rick Ross I, has one of the most amazing words I've ever heard in my life on that verse.
1: The funny thing is they were talking about it on, they were talking about it on No Skips because they had done an episode on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh-huh. And they were saying that Rick Ross had said about his verse on, uh, Monsters? his verse on Devil in a New Dress. He was like, oh yeah, like I think that was one of my best verses of the year or like that year. One of my best <laughs> verses of that year. That is... <laughs> probably arguably the best the rick I, ross verse of yeah, all time
0: yeah but
1: but i'm like bro
0: but it's definitely just... it's definitely a oh this kind of if you know, mommy's circling back yeah lord knows it's produced by jess blaze mm-hmm. and in a drink champs interview Kanye uh-huh. said jess blaze like copied his own style on um yeah. the blueprint too because I think they both had a hand on producing it. Yeah. And that's insane. Because Ins- yeah. Blueprint 2, it's a sampled based album. So you're going to follow the criteria. You're going to follow the right. assignment. Like right. you're going to sample yeah. sample. Heavy. And Kanye may have like helped create the assignment. Yeah. But it's like, that is the assignment. He <laughs> did it. And Just Blaze is amazing. Like his, he yeah. plays a lot of his drums on his um tracks. Are like him playing um, acoustic drums and like yeah. layering it over. So, like, this, like, he knows what he's doing. It's not like he's just trying to copy you. Just, like, yeah. Just Blaze is an amazing, he's one of my top producers. Yeah. So, like, when he said nah, that to he, you, that kind of like, was like Kanye.
1: Kanye's butt hurt.
0: Yeah, he, obviously, he's butt hurt, but yeah, you're right. Definitely Ross, Drake, and Just Blaze on that Um. Lord knows. Oh my they're, God. Bo- they're all just, performing at their height of the game i
1: just looked up i just i had to look up the lyrics and the way rig raw starts that verse in love with i fell in love with the pen started fucking the ink <laughs> the hustles and art. not i painted what i would think still mm-hmm. allergic to broke prescription straight to the paper destined for greatness but got a place in jamaica, jamaica? bro <laughs> he he
0: he's he, he can craft <laughs> Luxury so well. Yes.
1: Oh my god. Even
0: Drake, when he says, "Um, um, I pull in all skeletons out the classic like Halloween decorations." Like he has like uh-huh. those like hits of like, ooh, yes. like yes, ooh, like yes. he's really like he's he's giving some bars. He's getting yeah. off his bars. And I mean, sure. like I feel
1: like Drake is one of the strongest. Like he's one of the he's one of the best people. Just about like his flow at the beginning of a verse Mm -hmm. like he just starts verses so well Mm -hmm. like that it's your worst nightmare it's my first night here and this girl right here who knows what she knows like the cadence
0: pause (laughs) but after that i know we talked about this Uh,
1: before (laughs) it gets a a little dicey bro
0: him just going through her her phone yeah while she's in the bathroom
1: yeah he was on his his jealous (laughs) his jealous partner going through her dms uh, yeah drake come yeah on. that's you're the drake. thing though it's like you get it all with drake you get it you all get, you
0: get it all you
1: get some lyrical just like acrobats and then you get just like some sus-ass line that i'm hiding
0: under your bed <laughs> please don't jump on it <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god um oh it's so good yeah, yeah it's, shout it's good out. stuff Shout good stuff take care um oh man there was something else i was gonna i was gonna talk to you about I oh, I gotta oh i don't you got something go ahead
0: no mine's gonna be sad <laughs> oh
1: no I not, I,
0: it's related I but it's sad so you go first
1: okay i was just gonna another album that came out uh mm. recently was the silk sonic Oh, my God. Why didn't I?
0: Have
1: you have you listened?
0: Yes. And boy, my sheets were wet when I finished it. <laughs> I, I was ovulating through the whole album. Versace on the floor. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Versace straight on the freaking Hanes boxers on the floor. Oh, my God. Just uh, the drip. Oh, so amazing. Oh, it was really it was a great album. Anderson yeah. Pop, Bruno Mars. Two artists. Like it's truly like what's the saying? Like they're great on their own, but together they're better. I don't know. The the yeah. thing like just like they're amazing on their own. Yeah. But you put these two acts together, which you don't think they'll mix, but like when you kind of like think about it, like, well, yeah, they have kind of the same yeah. intersecting tones and yeah. Maybe and they not have a
1: lot of like I feel like there are I don't know, at least in our sort of era. Mm -hmm. of music we've seen a few different like we've seen some really great side projects obviously like the best one probably being watch the throne being Mm -hmm. like the most iconic I remember like we had uh distant relatives with Nas and Damian Marley Mm -hmm. um and then you get like a project like this with Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars where it's like those, just like you said, like those two mixings of like these artists that you're like, okay, I can kind of see how this will work, but I'm not really sure mm-hmm. what it's going to look like until I actually hear yes. that first track.
0: But when that, when Leave the Door Open first dropped, I think it blew almost everyone away of how yeah yeah how magnetic it was. It drew uh-huh. you in. It was such uh-huh. a good song. Then single after single of like Skate. And um smoke it out the window. Like these yeah. tracks are just like, oh my god. And when the full album came on, man, that's it's it's some
1: good shit. Yeah, it's it's fire. I am curious. Um how do we think they'll like bounce back or like kind of come off of this? Like, because I've been thinking about it with like bruno and anderson Mm -hmm. obviously at like very different places in their career and also just different places like in terms of the music that they tend to make um or at least have made previously Mm -hmm. and so i wonder like what's the legacy for them in regards to this particular project like I don't know, predictions around like how do we think it'll impact them as individual artists, the type of music they may go on to make from this, like mm-hmm. is how fans perceive them kind of mm-hmm. after this. I'm curious what you think.
0: I think for Anderson Pac, at least, because I've been following him more closely than Bruno Mars, he seems to be the one who's able to jump through different styles pretty seamlessly because he's course worked. Closely With his own band The Free Nationals And yeah. I would say They have a Similar sound To Silk Sonic While Silk Sonic Followed More of The route Of being plucked out Straight from the 70s And right. thrown now, I feel like The Free Nationals Kind of just Incorporate the 70s sounds Into more like Modern Pieces of work So you have that Then you have Him with Knowledge When they Form No Worries which is purely yeah. sampled bass and purely this lo-fi, very very bass-heavy, very staticky sound. Then he got yeah. Silk Sonic, which is like I said, plucked for straight from the seventies. So yeah. he's been shown to maneuver around pretty seamlessly. Yeah. And
1: yeah, I feel like there have been some notes. Yeah. of this like throughout his career. For sure, like I think that's why it didn't feel like so jarring, exactly Like, for either of them. So exactly, like, they're definitely those notes.
0: Bruno too, because of course with twenty four karat gold, um, yeah, that was like a, a very abrupt change from like his style before, yeah, which was like more, I guess, traditional pop. Which twenty four karat gold still had like popping it, but like it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like very, very synth place very eighties inspired, very dope. So I think Bruno. I would say he can maneuver through different sounds as well pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I am. Uh, this has just been, it's felt like such a, not even just a, like one big moment, but it feels like Silk Sonic has been like multiple big moments yeah <laughs> like there was the extended big moment with leave the door open yeah. where it was like people were just wanting more yeah, so badly they weren't sure it was, sure like, if it was you...
0: just a single or like what was coming yeah. after it
1: it was like you just gave us this like this gem this mm-hmm. like decadent meal mm-hmm. like Ooh. I need more of this okay attributes. and then it was like I felt like that <laughs> like the I think Hanif had uh Hanif Abderakib had, like, tweeted uh, recently or was on a podcast talking about just, like, how that album rollout just felt, like, so extended. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we uh, we got a few different singles. I, like, transparently, I didn't really tap into um, many of the singles just because I kind of had, like, leave the door open fatigue Um, after I was like, oh, my God, okay, get it. Like, drop the fucking album. Uh Um, And then, like, (laughs) they they did they they have dropped the album and it's Mm -hmm. fantastic um but i'm also like okay what's i think i'm just curious i'm like what's on the other side of this like do people like look at silk sonic and they're like this was such a big thing that like i just need like i want this more like the same way Mm -hmm. that like so many people are like yo we need watch the throne too we need watch Mm -hmm. the throne too like are people looking for like you know Another evening with Sonic, like, mm-hmm. kind of looking for that, like, next, that Ooh. next big project, just because this has been such, like, a, like, such a big, like, just delicious, like, mm-hmm. project that they've put together. Um, or is it, like, or are they kind of seamlessly able to, like, pivot back into kind of their individual careers or take on, like, you know, new different evolutions of what it means to kind of work, like, collaboratively with are there artists that they admire? Um, you know, is it a mixture of both? Um, obviously, we don't know, but it is like it has been interesting for me to kind of think about it just because I haven't really seen, uh, you know, something like this in a
0: while. Yeah, I got I got a theory. You ready? OK, you ready for, this is Koku's Conspiracy. <laughs> we're, about to, yes. we're about to break it Dr. down. Dr. Umar. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Umar status. I've been eating my kale. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking CMO's shakes Yes So this is only coming off The perspective of Anderson Park. So I can't speak on Bruno Mars' team Or Bruno Mars' ideas But here we go So Anderson Park, He has of course his own Personal albums with um, <laughs> Ventura uh, Malibu and Oxnard like all of these cities in California and they all you know follow the same path like they're all progressions of one another they're probably spiritual successors to one another so right. then he also has no worries yeah with knowledge and no worries too is supposed to be coming out soon as well oh so okay Addison shows that he continues a series when he makes it yeah. Um if he were to do an evening with Six Sonic Two, I predict it would be called a morning of Sonic, because oh. what succeeds the evening, the morning. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. if if he were to work again with Bruno Mars, some, which
1: some meditation music,
0: some meditate, some good vibes, maybe some some Al Greenish type type things, Ooh, some things okay, like that. Okay. That's just how I feel. That's how I've perceived Edison Pox workload so far. I might be wrong, but hey, that's, that's just me. That's all I got to say.
1: It is. That's, that's real. That's a, that's, that's a good theory. That's all I I like it. say. it. It might come out. I, uh, me and me and my friend, Nick, we, and we may have talked about it when we talked about the Grammys on. The pod but uh we had gotten into the conversation during the night of the grammys about Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and how we weren't sure if we had ever heard kind of like a an original like Bruno Mars sound um just because like even like his origin of like kind of as a kid like performing as like a kind of Elvis impersonator type mm-hmm. of uh, singer. And then like, as he's kind of like come into more of his own, like musically has obviously like done a lot of different, just like kind of era inspired types of music, bringing Mm -hmm. in different sounds and kind of, you know, playing off of some of the notes that he's seen with like some of his favorite generational artists. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that, we are like, oh man, like sometimes it kind of feels like cosplay um, where, you know, he's kind of like, he's kind of taking on this character mm-hmm. of someone who was like in those specific eras and, you know, and that may just be like his, his thing, like the lane that he kind of like stays in and where he feels most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of like, it's been one of the interesting things that I've been thinking about kind of throughout sort of the Silk Sonic era is it is like an it is a very it feels like a very natural extension and kind of progression of that but also mm-hmm. sort of where bruno mars has like seemingly felt kind of most comfortable um which like with anderson pack it also feels very um i don't know like novelty maybe like too mm-hmm. like harsh of a word but like you know, they have not been, they have not been afraid to like make fun of themselves in the same vein as like a, you know, not as hard as like a Uptown Funk or even like back in the day, like Macklemore with like Thrift Shop, but like Mm there has definitely been like a kind of meme nature to the way that they have sort of approached this, which has been interesting to see. And to also like consume as a fan where I'm like, yeah, this project like musically is so dope, Mm -hmm. but it's, I think it's been harder for me to kind of take it, I don't Um, know, like like seriously, I guess, um, in the context of like other projects that have been less able or less willing to like, sort of make fun of themselves.
0: Interesting. Which. It's. It's interesting you say that because you you want the artists to have fun with their music and to be able to, you know, do do the whole shabazz when it comes to releasing the album. So do you think just because of fact, they're not like, oh, this is album of the year. This is the best voices you ever hear. That's why you kind of like a little drawn back, like, oh, this is just a a passing fad. Like this is. Yeah, I, I, I think probably. It's so what so, you're saying it's, is you don't want artists to have fun and they just you just, want, I, <laughs> you just want them to make music for you and and slave in the studio for hours i know <laughs> i'm joking, I'm joking. I'm so
1: i'm such a i'm such a toxic listener um <laughs> no i yeah it is i i think it's just it's just, it's just interesting i'm like even with like the because there's that whole i forget the song but like they're the, like most recent music video they put out and there's that whole scene where like not to end it's syntax, like not to be dramatic but i want to die and then he like falls on the ground yeah and
0: then,
1: like bruno comes in and is like this <laughs> and like that <laughs> became a meme like so quick mm-hmm. and it was like okay like we're all like super excited about like this music and the direction that it's gone but there's also that like sort of uh you know, that, that kind of, it is still, it is still, it's such a, like, I think the thing is like, it's such a universal, so universally known and recognized and even adored to some level. Yeah. Um, which we see with like Lil Nas X, like he's been a really clear example with that, with like a lot of his stuff kind of becoming, uh, you know, being able to be like memes so easily. You see it with like Taylor Swift with a lot of like the stuff with red, like there's been a lot of that that's been able to be, like, kind of used for content purposes. Um, and then, you know, even with, like, all the time with Drake. Um, mm-hmm. And so it is just a, I think what I'm getting at is, like, it it, it is such a, they have been able to, like, accomplish something with this project mm-hmm. that has been able to touch a lot of people. and they also have a potential with whatever they go into next to either like kind of stay within that space um which to me is probably more in the lane of like a silk sonic type deal just another kind of extension of that or to kind of go back into a more like or to trend more towards like a more polarizing Mm -hmm. space which like anderson pax music has not always been like the most like universally known or recognized and Mm -hmm. bruno's music has like it definitely started as more pop but then became something that like i think became a little bit more polarizing as he kind of went into sort of the 24 karat gold space where like a lot of black people who like grew up with like soul and funk music like it resonated with us Mm -hmm. a lot more than it did maybe a a broader white crowd Mm and.
0: To speak to your point, when you're talking about um, just like how seriously they're taking it, like what is the future for this? I just recently watched a video. It was with uh, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. And they were talking about, I think it was a whole like NPR video series where they talk about producers and artists. Yeah, I want to watch that. And I watched the one they did on Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. And of course, they were talking about Alchemist production. But what really struck me was when... They started playing skinny suge and they were listening to it and freddie's like this is kind of hard for me to listen to with people around because like so personal to me and like hear him say that i was like oh wait i should go back and listen to it because if that's personal to him then like it must be like really deep so i understand i understand what you're saying like the way an artist acts during their rollout or like what they put out their perception definitely makes you feel like like what what it comes after this I, I i see what you mean now i see
1: yeah yeah i, I can understand. it's like it's like yo i wanna uh like musically like yes of course like it is a it is an album that like i will hold probably as one of like the best albums of this year mm-hmm. um but to also i think i like caveat it with like i think because it feels like it could be just a one-off like fad or phase or something like that Mm -hmm. uh i'm also like damn we may not get to like kind of i don't know like grow with them as like a group together in the same way that you would with like i don't know like they're just some of the more, like, iconic sort of collaborations that we've seen through the years. I think with, like, Kanye and Jay on Watch the Throne, it was, like, we know we're going to see them together in some other capacity beyond this. Mm-hmm. Like, they will make music together mm-hmm. again. In like, and it's also just, like, I would imagine it's probably a lot easier to, like, form a you know to have this rap track where you can like be able to drop different artists in different spots on the song and like you know you the the aspect of like dropping a fire verse on like a rap track yeah is a lot different than like having to like infuse like another artist and like how they're harmonizing and their Mm -hmm. melodies within the context of you know uh more of a harmonic song and so i'm like yeah will we you know will we get to see anderson pack and bruno together beyond this in what capacity does that happen does it happen in the context of Sonic? if not what does it look like for them to collaborate beyond it mm-hmm. i don't know
0: i guess i mean that's part of it we, we probably won't know yeah but but hey,
1: i'm excited i'm excited to see you for
0: mentioned sure. little, you mentioned little X earlier um did you see that mori thing he did
1: i haven't watched it i saw the i saw <laughs> the previews for it
0: i saw the previews as well I like, just man I don't know how far he's looking into the future
1: I don't get how he yes like and how he just gets people to like sign on to these things I yes. know from a space of like oh well this will be like great brand awareness for mm-hmm. us like I get that piece of it but it's like you're like to do a mori like episode kind of like content piece is it's- like
0: it's so interesting cuz like nobody yeah. really checked people in our generation aren't checking for Mori but the fact right. that he can pop up on it and all of us swarm to it yes is wild you would yeah. think he would do something more in tune with us cuz Mori's been running since like the early 90s
1: yeah he he is real like he has this like really just dope uh, ability of being able to like find these like random like one off things that uh. like are still cultural, like, they're relevant to us from, like, a nostalgic sense, yeah. but, like, aren't always the main thing that, like, our mind For sure. goes to, but then he, like, brings back this memory, and it's, like, <laughs> oh, shit, like, yeah, like, I remember being home, like, watching Maury and being, like, yeah. yo, this is crazy. You guys, it. like,
0: <laughs> you're home from school, you fake being sick, yeah. you watching. Yeah, you're, like, yo, why are they fighting? That's funny. <laughs>
1: um, but I'm, like, that's such a, That is such a specific skill set. And I know like a lot of it is him, but also like he has this team around him who's Mm -hmm. helping to like generate these moments too. But like, that is such a, uh, like just such a unique way of being able to like approach marketing and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like just what are those memories that are like so deep-seated that like to bring them back wouldn't feel like pandering yeah but actually feels like oh this is something that like we all remember and want to be a part
0: of again Mm -hmm. yeah genius guy genius guy um i was going to mention this i don't know well i mean it's still in the conscious hip-hop the astral world situation um yeah i I was gonna say because recently i think both the venue travis and drake are being sued for two billion upwards of two billion a lot
1: a lot of of money yeah
0: um and i there's definitely a lot more we'll have to say about it but um i just wanted to you know we talk about hip-hop and things surrounding that so that's a another thing that's happened
1: yeah and it's it's it is uh you know obviously there's been a lot of like analysis around it and just different kind of people breaking down the situation obviously people who are there um who unfortunately had to experience it and they've kind of been sharing their experiences around it and Mm -hmm. you know of course there's the like you know to the people who did like unfortunately lose life there and the families and friends and just communities that are having to like kind of grieve that, um, you know, like our hearts go out and it's, that's definitely, um, you know, really, it's really difficult. And I think too, just like in regards to, um, I don't know, I think just one of the things that I think keeps coming to mind for me just in regards to that situation, is you know unfortunately it is one of those things that um you know while not i think it's definitely like came as a surprise just to see kind of like death on that scale it has definitely Mm -hmm. happened in music in a music capacity like concert capacity before Mm -hmm. um you know in in different ways but also like not to be kind of like kind of like dismissive about it or whatever but it's like the it does feel like kind of a natural consequence Mm -hmm. of capitalism and like when that is the kind of the the main holding tank for uh you know for an experience like this and all the things that come with that from you know well we want to make sure that we're able to make the most profit from this experience. So what are the things that we have to, that we're going to be willing to invest more in and what are the things that we're going to be willing to cut corners with, Mm -hmm. um, in order to make sure that this can be as profitable as possible. And, you know, you take that into consideration with all the different other aspects that come with capitalism from a, you know, how, like a celebrity worship kind of context and how, of celebrities are deified within our current system and then also um you know just just the overall like aspect of what it means to like put on a show for people Mm -hmm. um you know that is going to continue to entice others to show up and spend their money and buy merch and all this stuff um like I think all that to say, like, there obviously isn't just, like, one place where blame can be placed, but ultimately, like, there is, I think it it is very indicative of kind of the current environment that we're in and, like, mm-hmm. the harm that can be caused when a lot of these things are sort of played out um, in a really shoddy way. For sure. Definitely. Um, but like you said. And also, I think, and I mean, in the context, like, kind of heartbreaking recent news, um, young Dolph, um, oh, yeah, shout out, um, you know, shout out to, to him, his family, unfortunately, um, kind of his, his passing, um, I know it's been tough on uh, a lot of people who, you know, were, were fans of his, listened to him were, mm-hmm. you know, knew who he was, obviously his friends, family, kind of more direct community, um, being severely impacted by that. But, um, yeah, just another just unfortunate case, mm-hmm. um, you know. And it's it's tough to see a mm-hmm. lot of just kind of younger artists who still have a lot more life to live yeah. um, go.
0: And like, to bring it full circle, um, I do like how in the main point of Nori's podcast was to give people their flowers while they're still here. And when Jungdolf passed just to see how much how many artists came out, even though they may not be in the same respective lane as Young Dolph, still show them love and post pictures. Like, oh man, this guy, like, like he was in the studio with me, like always oh, show love. This guy had so much talent. Like it's it's amazing to see how how much love there there is within the community sometimes. It's
1: yeah, it's totally. Beautiful. And I think it's you know, it's easy in those moments to be like, well. You know it's crazy now like now people want to show him all this love or like now people want to go and like listen to his music and it's like well like the the reality is like not everybody is listening to everybody like Mm -hmm. that's just that's it's just the case Mm -hmm. and a lot of times when situations like this happen that do become more like kind of moments in the news and that more and more people become aware of there is a natural curiosity there to say like well you know i want to go check out like what kind of music uh you know like he seems to be somebody that impacted a lot of people for sure curious like what kind of art that he made and you know to to go back to listen to that to um you know want to share and celebrating and honoring uh this individual Mm -hmm. and so um you know I, I i think with that like it is it just all in all was like really uh i'm always really touched um by you know unfortunately when situations like this do happen um how people kind of go about honoring their lives and um you know continuing to extend their legacies
0: for sure and um i like you, how you mentioned like oh people want to say oh now you want to go back and listen to them it also, also brings awareness because um i wasn't a big young Dolph listener but you know that song he has like if you ain't talking money i don't want to talk i didn't know that was him yeah. and I, I, yeah. saw, I was like oh man oh man yeah. i love this song
1: yeah it's i mean it's, it's it's crazy in the in the age of streaming because I, I was similarly mm. i was like i don't think i've really listened to like a whole lot of like Young Dolph and Uh then like I went back and like noticed there were like different songs of his that I had hearted on Spotify and I was like oh like I didn't even know like that was like I it didn't even link for me that like that was his track or like that he was featured on it Mm -hmm. and but it's like yeah in the age of like you know like so much accessible like music streaming like we have this opportunity to like you know listen to all these different kinds of voices and you know, like music and we, it's not always like you're connecting, like for sure who it is that you're listening to, whether it be like, you're driving in the car or you're listening to music while you're working or, uh, you know, it's just on a random like playlist that Mm -hmm. Spotify populated for you or whatever. Like it's, it's just interesting that, you know, as music has evolved, um, so has like kind of not always having like, this kind of big name or like artist name that you're like attaching with that music in regards mm-hmm. to like how you enjoy it for sure God.
0: Alex Damn. I think that's been a good episode
1: this has been fun it's this this fun great. to get back into it yo. It, it is it's really nice such a, it's always such like a I don't know like nervous energy mm-hmm. even just like when we're you know because we're both like living life or whatever. And mm-hmm. there's always that thought of like, oh damn, like I really love like being able to record. Yeah. Uh and it's not always like we we can we're able to like make the time to mm-hmm. uh to do it as you know con- as consistently, but it's like there is that nervous energy of like, it oh is. I'm just so excited to like get back into it.
0: I think I think for me it was like for some reason I always think like what if we don't have anything to talk about? Like even though we could talk for hours, just the two of us. Without right. any um, audio set up, but for some reason, every time like it's like, "Oh, I don't know what to talk about." Like, what if <laughs> it just—it's just so weird. But hey, we always we always grab onto something. We can talk. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can talk about our favorite Starburst flavors for hours. <laughs> and oh, like, bro, it will be quality. Nah, dude. I remember
1: there were like when when you and I first started hanging out. I just remember we would like latch on to like a certain bit. And just, like, we would ride that shit out for, like, we'd be, like, leaving a restaurant and just, like, ride that bit out, like, the whole way back to the car. And just be like, what did we even just, what did we just say
0: right now? We were in character for, like, 15 minutes. I think specifically when we were, um, my homegirl asked if I wanted to help volunteer at one of the um, juvenile centers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um
0: <laughs> and I brought Alex along with me. This is like probably like the second or third time we hung out, but I was like, you know what? Gotta, 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 gotta connect more. Let's see, let's see how Alex is. The funny it's just like every five minutes, something funny would happen. Yes. But specifically, they brought the kids out, and this 12-year-old kid goes up to one of the other volunteers there, who's probably our age. So he was like 22, 23 at the time. And a 12-year-old kid goes. Yo, my son, how have you been? And gives this guy a hug. And me and I just look at him, and he can tell he's looking kind of embarrassed. He's like, uh. Ah, ah, ah. And so you're like, yo, that's your you his son? That's your, yo, that's your how father. This, how does that, you gotta <laughs> how explain, bro. There's a lot of there's a time discrepancy here. But through the whole thing, I was like, oh, yo, your dad, I think he wants you. Like, through that whole volunteering experience you know what? Whole I mean, y'all, y'all,
1: y'all do look alike it's
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean like, like so like oh do you borrow his shoes or does he borrow your shoes? like just things like yes. that It does latch on same too. trip
1: that same <laughs> trip i had waited i had procrastinated on submitting my taxes <laughs> and so i like brought the packet with me and was like yo like Koku, on the way back if we can just stop it like uh you know a post office or like Mm -hmm. a fedex or ups or whatever and just so i can like ship these off and we ended up like randomly stumbling it was also like a saturday so it was like Mm -hmm. post offices like will close early Mm -hmm. and we ended up we were able to get to like this like random like fedex like mail center in this like shopping center and we like we get there and there was just this like army of geese a gaggle of geese gaggle of geese is just is just parked in front of the door of this UPS posted up we're like yo are we going to have to fight these geese right now posted up in like, front of
0: the door around the up. entrances
1: yeah they i mean they had like they were they were wearing their 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 colors they had their gang colors on like they I were throwing scared. up signs i was i was terrified that's the bro. That was the the roughest neighborhood I've ever been in, man. Yeah, it's tough.
0: It's tough out here, yo. Yeah, be prepared. We always think, we always find something to talk about. Yo. We always find something. That's the thing, and we love talking about it, and we love sharing it with you guys. That's 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 something we've come to enjoy. So the, the moral thank of you the for story. thank you for joining us on episode twenty nine. We're moving out of our twenties, and we're about to enter. <laughs> thirties.
1: Yeah, I, I know there were a few uh, you know a few people we had posted on our stories like what should we talk about next and there were some great ideas they came through um I know there was one about like just the the different breakup and like divorce episodes that have come out so we definitely want to get that episode on the book so be on the lookout and then there was another one around like movie soundtracks um Ooh, I,
0: yeah that,
1: we definitely can I get into we definitely want to want to touch on so keep like keep letting us know what uh-huh. y'all want to hear uh if y'all have any different you know suggestions or ideas definitely let us know um but yeah yo appreciate y'all always just rocking with us and letting us talk your ear off
0: can i talk about the difference between the suggestions you get and i get <laughs> so i posted the same i proposed the same question my brother, all he said was music. <laughs> like that's that's a go-to for us. I mean like um
1: that's it's literally that's in the description. Talk about music.
0: <laughs> the homie JJ, he he did say the Yay drink Champs drink champs interview. We cover okay. that. Shut out. Um oh shoot, actually the homegirl Sam's the person who um, yep, invited yep. us she said the New Zealand the New Zealand Switzerland Rice on rice conflict. <laughs> I didn't know there was oh. a conflict.
1: Yeah, we we gotta we gotta do our googles.
0: And lastly, <laughs> the homie Brandon. Oh no! Says two words. I I might just bleep this out because I don't know. <laughs> he says semen retention, sir. <laughs> this is this is what I get. I thought you were going to be like it was two words ass cheeks. <laughs> I wish. I wish, honestly, at this point. At this point. People hate me on my Instagram, which is pretty obvious because when you have a count like Kenny Samoa, K E N I, Samoa like the cookie, <laughs> you get a lot of backlash. You get wow. a lot of hate. But the transition if you, was If you want to show again. me love, follow me on that you know, K. E. and I, Samoa like the cookie. I mean, I've been trying to get back into the swing of things. Yes, sir. Yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. I my transition will not be as seamless, but uh, <laughs> you know, you can uh, you can check me out at Lewis Alex ten. It's the number ten. Put your 10s up.
0: up. Put your 10s um,
1: up. Yeah. I'm I think I'm that on pretty much all the social medias. So, uh yeah, say what's up. I've been I always love Twitter. Twitter's so fun. So, if anyone else is active on there, definitely definitely hit me up. But yeah.
0: You know what? I'm bringing back Clubhouse. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> we Club. <laughs> we back on Clubhouse, baby. Yo, <laughs> we're about
1: to we're about to single-handedly resurrect Clubhouse.
0: Clubhouse from the ashes. We back.
1: So if y'all are if y'all have been used to listening to us on Spotify or wherever, <laughs> sorry, you gotta download Clubhouse again.
0: Let's we'll send the you only an place invite. Where the podcast is going? <laughs> is it still invite only? I don't know. Who knows? I, you, if you need an invite, hit us up. We'll find one for you. <laughs> we'll find something. Clubhouse is it? We're here, baby. alright y'all. Peace. All right. Ha, <laughs>